When was the last time the thing you wanted most to happen left you feeling disappointed because either it didn't happen in the time frame you hoped or it didn't turn out the way you wanted or it didn't happen at all? The practical side of us can say, well, you know, that's just life. It's like that for everybody from time to time. So, you know, suck it up and move on. That's one way to look at it. But what if there was a different way where you could acknowledge, yes, that's life, and you could also give yourself another perspective that could help you embrace and even include those harder parts of life in a way that lightens their load? My guest today does that, and she not only has some pretty incredible examples from her own life, but she also shares some super practical tips for how you can grow through the switchbacks you're going through as you climb this mountain that we call life. Hey, I'm Amy Barge, your personal growth environment specialist, and my passion is to help you Go from living by default, doing without thinking, to living by design, by growing on purpose. Now, if you're wondering, okay, what does that look like really? I'm here to be your tour guide because as someone who has survived the three big Ds, death of my parents, a painful divorce, and being downsized from two different jobs, I've discovered some insanely practical tips that have helped to keep the gremlin of fear and doubt from taking up rental space on my mental couch. I don't know the exact words your gremlin may be telling you, but I do know this. You're smarter than you think and you're more resilient than you know. And you're absolutely in the right place if you're ready to give your mindset muscles a workout and get growing. Welcome to the Growing with Amy podcast. Cindy, welcome to the podcast. It is great to be here. I am so glad you're here. You know, I was thinking about this. You are one of those people who, the minute I met you, I knew uh, I wanted to be friends with you. And as it turned out, we were working at the same organization. Our roles kind of overlapped and we ended up serving together. I, I remember we did a couple of presentations together. We did some traveling together. And then I just was thinking about this the other day. We mentored a group of high school girls, which was such an incredible experience. And so all of those things, you know, helped us to develop our friendship. But a lot of times when people leave an organization, then like the friendships fade. That has not happened with us. So here we are more than what, a decade later, I think, still connected. And I really think at least a part of that is because we both have this passion for growth and continuous learning, which is why I'm so excited to have you here today. And yeah, so welcome. Thank you. It is um, just such an honor to be here. Um, and I think part of the reason I've actually thought about our long-standing friendship too, I'm not sure if I've ever exactly shared this with you or not, but um, if you'll think back all those years when we first met, I was emerging out of kind of a very dark period of time. And I had been praying very specifically that God would send me a person filled with joy. I had a great support network. I had wonderful people in my life, but I just felt a need for joy. Just an in walk to Amy Barge. (laughs) And you have been that um, for me all these years. Oh, my word. Okay. You had not ever shared that before. And. I 
am honored and that just touches my heart yeah. in so many ways. So yay. Thank you for that. So tell us a little bit about you. So people who are listening can have this little window into who is Cindy Mosscrip. Sure. Well, currently I'm living in uh, Arizona. I'm loving the desert life. Um, but I grew up in southern Indiana, surrounded by a large, extensive family. Um, my father actually was one of 11 children, and most of us all lived on the family farm. So my neighbors were my uncles, aunts, and cousins. And it was just a beautiful childhood. Um, my father was a home builder. And I always loved how he could take an idea or a drawing and just create something beautiful, but it was also very purposeful, right? It, it had a, a purpose that it served. Um, I did not have his skill set. <laughs> My sister did. But instead, I did take that desire to create a life of beauty and significance and channeled it in a different way in service to others in, in my own unique way in my own career path. Um, I'm also a first-generation college graduate, and that really has fueled a lot of my passions, um, particularly on a vocational level. Um, I've had a long-standing career in higher education as a, a career coach, a change practitioner, leadership development specialist. Um, I launched my career coaching um, at my alma mater at Indiana University, working at the Kelly School of Business. And then after, later on in life, after I learned my master's degree in leadership development, I was able to take all the skills I had learned in, in teaching, coaching, and in leadership and built a variety of teams and shepherd a lot of teams in higher education administration. Even spent a couple years, I had a few years outside of higher ed in um, healthcare administration. Um, but, you know, as I was thinking about this, you know, how to share this, one of the things that came to mind that as a child, I was always just very curious. And I always just loved to ask a lot of questions, sometimes <laughs> to my mother's chagrin, right? But as it turns out, that natural aptitude really has served me well. And, and that really kind of has come to the crux of what I want to be doing for the rest of my career, because I believe in the power of deep listening. Um, soulful questioning, you know, coupling that with strategic planning, you know, um, setting goals. Uh, and that I think really are the, are the key ingredients to unlock positive change. Um, and so I want to serve that and other people, you know, as I continue with my career, at, um, and just really help people to flourish. But all of that on honesty kind of compares to the joy and the delight that I have and being a wife to an amazing man. Um, I had a second chance opportunity and Amy was present at my wedding. Yes. Um, yeah. And I have what I always say, I have five perfectly imperfect ch children and three perfect grandchildren. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, I've been called uh, a lot of names in my life. I have a, a name that, you know, can, you can have nicknames and whatever. But the one that means the most to me is Cece because that's what my grandkids call me. And um, and I love that so much. But, um, you know, for fun, I love I'm an avid outdoor enthusiast. So I love hiking, gardening, kayaking, uh, probably my favorite pastime, though, Zumba. <laughs> but um, most importantly, I'm a Christ follower and um, I have been transformed by the work of the Holy Spirit in God's word. He has been my provider, my protector. 
and my promise keeper. Oh, wow. You know, I've known you for a long time and I knew a lot of those pieces about you, but there's something really powerful about hearing them all together like that coming out of your own mouth with your own words that is just really beautiful. Um, It makes me think, I I hope that every person, if they don't have that, uh, I don't know, that sense of who they are, the way you just described it, that they would spend some time thinking about, hmm, maybe I need to Maybe I need to put some effort towards that because there's there's something really powerful and beautiful about being able to talk about yourself in that way. That's not it's, it doesn't come across as boastful. It just comes across as I know who I am and kind of like where I came from and what's happened. And yeah, so just thank you for that. That was beautiful. Yeah, you bet. And I thank you because I'm not sure I would have taken the time to put all that together. So this has been a gift to me as well. Well, and I'm <laughs> glad you said that. That goes back to one of, the, one of the things that you said when you were listing off those things that you do. And I thought, oh, I do want to circle back to this. You said that you believe in deep listening, soulful questioning, strategic planning. And then I forgot the fourth one. Was there a fourth one there? Um, I think those were the main ones, but basically that those, um, you know, I, over time I've seen like, you know, for example, um, some of the work that I'm doing uh, in the educational space, you know, there's all this focus on the the teaching component, but teaching is, is, is is an important discipline, but the power of it is unleashed when, when you combine that with with mentoring or when you combine that with coaching right there's a no proverb that says strand of three cords is not easily broken so that's what i'm seeing here when you know the work that i do with people you know a lot of people will start well out with a plan here's here's the strategic plan here are the goals but um in a vacuum it, it will only take you so far but when you really couple that with listening, really trying to deeply understand, help reflect back to somebody, you know, and really help them to tap into their own intrinsic value and motivation. I think that's, that's really when you get to the source of the power of that. I couldn't agree more. And just the idea that all of those by themselves are good, but I love how you said the power is unleashed when you can put all of those together. Right. Like yeah. it, in an organization, in a team, even in a human. So mm, exactly. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> All right. So we kind of touched on this a little bit, I think, with what you said about your dad. But when it comes to this idea of, you know, growing as a person, when do you feel like that kind of sparked in you or what got it started? Maybe it was your dad or maybe it was something else. Like what what was that for you? Yeah, I think well, it's been multiple things, but um even before my dad, my grandfather. Um, he, he was just an extraordinary man, as you can imagine, leading a large family through the depression, World War II, all, you know, just the trials of, you know, farm life and a large family. But, um, etched in stone, you know, on his, on his gravestone is this quote, the dreamer may die, but never die the dream. And that's the model that he lived by, you know, really striving to make a better way forward for his family. And my father lived by that motto as well. He was he was always dreaming of what the next thing was going to be. 
Um, I think I've always had an orientation to positivity. I won the Optimus Award, right, you know, when I was in high school. But um, I went on to, uh, in college, and my major was psychology. So I've just always been intrigued by how the brain works. And, you know, the more we learn about neuroplasticity and how science is proving out the truths of scripture, right? Um, but I really think for me, when I think about personal growth, it really is, you know, those were the, like the the prerequisites, right? Like the things you need to know before you really can be good at a course. So those were the prerequisites. The thing that really um, where I tapped into personal growth, I think, is after I became a Christian. Mm -hmm. And I had this desire to really align myself with, you know, the attributes of God. And, you know, he teaches that whatever is pure, lovely, whatever is admirable. If any of you know, these things are good, you know, think about these things, that scripture from, from Philippians. So I really think that was the pivotal point where I really began to um, really invest in personal growth. I think that is so beautiful. And when in your life did that happen? Was that like early in your life? Was that recently? Like we're where did that yeah, no, that fortunately, uh, that was early. Um, it was well, actually, that's an interesting story. Um, I came to to uh, faith. I had been been um, brought up um, in a believer. My mother was a believer, and I had all that exposure, but I kind of walked away from it, which isn't atypical, right? You know, through college. But um, I was pregnant with my first child. And I was sitting actually um, in a Bible Bible study group. I was just, you know, we were just kind of trying to get acclimated back to this. And, um, you know, I felt him move and they were actually reading this scripture that said, you know, when you're knit together and, you know, my inmost being is knit together. And it, it was just an amazing moment. But yeah, so I, I kind of digress there. But that, <laughs> that was, right. you know, I was about 26, I think. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yes, and nothing like uh, being having that experience of being a first time mom and feeling yeah. that movement of life inside you. Like there's right. there's nothing like it. Yeah. There just really isn't. Yeah. It's one of those things you can't really uh, fully describe it uh, until you've experienced it, and then you just know. So yeah, yeah, I, I have to say that that moment came full circle. I was with my son and his wife and my grandchildren. They've just moved and we're at their new church for Father's Day. And that scripture was read. Oh, and I, was just, I was like, God, you're just too good. This is wow. Just, yeah. I'm sitting there crying and my son's like, oh, you're right. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> that is beautiful. Beautiful. All right. So we talk a lot about this idea of growth being a journey and, you know, you're on this path and, in specifically the group that I facilitate, which just for those of you listening, Cindy is a part of that uh, Women Growing on Purpose community. Uh, we talk about all of these kind of phases that you go through when you're growing. And so I'm always curious to know from people, like, what's an example of your life where you can say, oh my word, I have lived through those phases and this is what it looked like for me. So just share that with us. Yeah. So many, so many examples I could think of. I decided to share one that's just a recent one um, that is actually kind of just was a work experience. Um, I had the opportunity. Um, so I work as an organizational development specialist in, in human resources. 
and our um, human capital management platform is called SAP. Um, where they were holding a conference and um, the person that was supposed to speak <clears throat> backed out at the last minute. And um, this was supposed to be just kind of a, a short, quick interview um, done on camera. And so they were sending out a little SOS. I'm like, sure, I'll help out. No big deal. <laughs> so that was my, I was unaware, right? I was like, just going to be a good team player. I can do this. You know, I've, I've spoken in plenty of places. Then I began to realize, oh my word, this is, this thing has a huge audience. They, they conduct these things in an actual television studio. Um, so I was going to be expected to be on screen, interviewed, and now I'm talking to a whole bunch of IT people. They speak a whole different language than I do. <laughs> and, I, and I immediately was thinking, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? Why did I put myself out here? I'm not an expert, you know? Um, and so as I'm into this uncomfortable space, one of the things that they did, which I thought was brilliant, is they provide you with a coach. This particular coach actually had been like a news anchor. And so she knows all the ins and outs of, you know, how to be in front of the camera and how to speak eloquently, right? And, and all these things. And she immediately said to me, just tell your story. You are the expert in your own experience. And she quickly began to kind of put me at ease. You know, even the simple things, right? Wear some bright colors. Um, you know, how to dress, you know, how to do your hair and makeup, you know, how to sit in the chair. <laughs> so then, you know, so it was just really kind of a well thought out process. So um, the day before we're supposed to be live, because this is done live, it's not recorded, you don't get a do over, it's live. <laughs> and so that's a little intense. And so the day before they bring everybody into the studio, and we do basically a run through. So I sit in the studio and I mean, it's, you know, there's the person with the headset running around and the camera on the boom and it's moving, <laughs> you know, the official interviewer, she's in one little studio and then she moves over to ours. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's a little overwhelming, but what was really great is after we go through that exercise and they're just coaching you all through, through the whole process, you know, I'm beginning to feel like, okay, I can do this, right? So the next day, the person um, that I was sharing that spotlight moment with, this, the other individual, his name was Chad, and he was a higher up in the organization, and um, we're sitting there waiting. And of course, you, know, you have your normal nerves before doing something like that. But he looks at me and he said, so are you ready to be live on TV in front of a million people? <laughs> I looked at him and, and thankfully, Thank goodness for all the training that you provided, because I looked at him and I said, Chad, as far as I'm concerned, it's just you, me and Nikki in the room. Right mm -hmm. now, I'm not going to say I didn't walk into that space with my mouth getting dry and having to suck down a bunch of water. Right. <laughs> to be composed. But it really was. Um, I, I could understand because I understand the phases. I could understand it's okay that I don't know this. I'm going to learn it. You know, I could I could trust the process. 
Um, and so that that was a really um, great thing that served me well in my career. Um, so, yeah. Oh, so many things about that story that I love. And the first one is that this was an example of growth in a work, a work environment, a work experience that A, was probably completely unexpected. You didn't know that, you right. know, it wasn't like you had planned this out. And that um, it wasn't until you kind of started into it that you started to recognize even all those different phases, which is exactly. so often what yeah. happens. But there is something about knowing what those phases are that then when you start to see them and you're in that messy middle, you don't freak out quite as much because you're like, oh, this is a normal part of this growth process. Right. And then even being able to, you know, after you had had the coaching, say to the guy in the moment, uh, the way I'm going to think about this is it's, you know, you and me and Nikki, and I'm not going to think about those million people that are listening because that then takes your head to a place that maybe you don't need to be. So exactly. Uh, yeah. But it totally derailed me. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's, that is such a great story. And I didn't know that one about you. I'm going to have to hear more yeah. about that one uh, <laughs> offline here. <laughs> so what would you say is um, a change that you've made in your life because you've been this person who has continued to focus on your growth? You know, I think it's it's been a continuum. That's probably the best way that I could, can answer that. Um, I think you know, early on, you know, we have the. I'll just just say I had expectations. You know, because I was a first generation college grad. I'm going to go. I'm going to earn my degree, and now all of a sudden, my life is going to have this trajectory that's just going to be you know forward movement always, <laughs> upward right. and onward, right? And, and that's not not the reality of it. Um, I think um, we all encounter different trials in life and different transitions. And some of them are positive, you know, like graduating from college and starting your first job. And some of them are chaotic <laughs> or disruptive or devastating, you know, like death and divorce. Um, you know, we call those when, when you're in that in-between time, that's called liminal space. I've been reading about this and I, and I love this whole concept of, about liminal space. And it's that uncertainty that we face in transition from where you've been, you know, like I'm coming through another liminal space. I'm now, you know, all of my children are um, out of the home, right? Um, I've lost all my parents and you, so I'm just in a very different space and relocated across the country, just lots and lots of transition. But um, the word liminal means um, in Latin, it means threshold. And so I think a focus on personal growth, what it does is it anchors you in periods of stress and anxiety, but at the same time, gives you the ability to propel you forward when opportunities present themselves and you're ready then to walk through the door to cross over the threshold um and so i've been able to apply these principles you know multiple times in my life and i really think that um overall it's really just made me so much more resilient um you know one of the probably the most pivotal points i can think of when i applied these principles um and I not only grew, but it actually changed the whole trajectory of my life was a decision to go back and get my master's degree. And that kind of, you know, that sounds simple enough, but 
you remember, I was uh, 50. I remember. <laughs> I was a single mom. You know, I was a single parent of five children for a decade. I was holding down two jobs. Um, I had, you know, emerged from a devastating divorce where all my hopes and dreams had been obliterated. You know, I had been a stay-at-home mom. I've been a stay-at-home homeschooling mom, you know. And now I'm a provider for my family. So, you know, I had um, that. I had a, a pivotal choice to make at that time. And really, just by the grace of God and some great examples, my mother being one of them, you know, I could have chosen to remain um, a victim or, or stayed in a victim mentality mm-hmm. and stayed angry and bitter. But instead, through his through through God's teaching, right, um, and through these principles, um, I was able to move from bitterness to betterment, you know, from being being a victim to being vigilant over my and taking ownership over my own life and my own future, you know. And as a result of, you know, earning that degree, you know, I got amazing promotions. I read, you know, I've now relocated twice from where I was living at that time. Um, you know, I met Stan. I wouldn't have met him probably, you know, otherwise. And you know, um, but most importantly to me, I think by observing all that, my children had just gone on to really thrive. And what's interesting about that is in the middle of all that, that was one of the anxieties I, I had, right? Because I couldn't provide the same thing for them, <clears throat> you know, particularly financially. Like a lot of families could to earning, you know, um, to earn us in a, in a home. But now, all these years later, they learned so much from just observing that whole process that has in turn gone on to serve them so well, you know, in their own lives and careers. Oh, wow. What a perspective to be able to have on that. And I know that didn't come to you just like poof in a moment. This has been a process. (laughs) Yeah, right. When you're in the middle of it, you're, you know, as you're trying to decide, oh, do I go for this master's? You're probably not thinking, and someday my kids will look back. And, (laughs) but to be at that point now where you can look back and see that is just so powerful, so impactful. And I love what you said about when you have that. Um, awareness of the power of growth that it anchors you and then it also gives you the ability to step forward like that to believe that there is there's more on the other side that you can continue you know to take the next step Um, and I think you even described it as you know that pivotal choice do I stay where I am you know, crying, woe is me, because you had every reason to feel that, you know, if you're, yeah, a single mom and yeah. five kids, who's, everybody's going to go, of course, you poor thing. But you didn't. You said, wait a minute, there's another way that I could choose to live my life. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to go that way instead. How brave of you. I love that. I mean, it <laughs> truly, that that's truly, and I'm thinking back to, I remember that time, just all of the different um, challenges with that juggling the, cause you are working full time and yeah. you're doing the school thing and you've got the kids. I mean, it, it really was a lot. Um, but all that said, thinking about the impact that you have, well, obviously on your family, but even on the people that 
knew you through that time and through that process. Like it, you wouldn't have the same impact if you had chosen the different path to just say, well, you know, this is horrible and I'm going to just, you know, be sad for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, and I think the other thing that has um, over time emerged is something that's been really important to me is that it's just given me so much more empathy Mm. for people that are are struggling than I probably ever would have had otherwise. Um, And uh, that's important, right? You know, for us not to be consumed by our own (laughs) desires, but to really take our own suffering, our own challenges and you know, turn that in, into service to others. Yeah. And it's one thing to say, oh, you know, that's too bad for you. It's another thing when you've lived through some of these yes. life experiences. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what I've learned is sometimes you don't even say that's too bad for you. You just say, let me come sit with you because right. the words at that point aren't necessarily <laughs> the magic ticket. They're just not. Yeah. But yeah. being there as someone who has lived through it, that can that can be huge. Really, really. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit more about this idea of how do you have, how do you foster this growth environment in your life, in yourself, uh, maybe where you're seeing that, um, I don't know, where you are right now or a, a place where you can say, wow, if, if I'm in a growth environment, I know it's happening because these kinds of things are in place. Like, what is that for you? It's, it can be different for, uh, you know, for everybody, but I'm just curious, how do, how does that show up for you? Like, oh, I'm in a growth environment because these kinds of things are happening. Yeah, I think um, several things, actually. Um, you know, when I was early, younger, in my earlier days, you know, it was all about push, 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 drive, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. <laughs> and um, what I've learned over the years, it's it, it really is more about your pace and your posture and understanding, you know, the landscape that you're operating in. I think I shared this actually on a, one of our Women Growing on Purpose uh, discussions. You know, I used to look at you know, people always will say, well, life is just two steps forward and one step backward. And I, I've said that many times, but I no longer say that because, you know, as I said, I, you know, I love hiking. And, you know, when you're hiking, especially hiking out here in, in um, the, the West, I mean, you're talking about some pretty rugged terrain. You're getting some major elevation gain. I've loved to hike all my life and I love hiking in Indiana. But it's relatively flat, right? Right. You know, when you're hiking mountains, you don't start at the bottom and just do a direct linear ascent. You have to, you know, it's switchbacks. It's back and forth, you know, and and that's what, to me, a growth process. I understand that now that I didn't before that, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like you're gaining ground because it feels like you're kind of just moving back and forth, but you bit by bit, you really are, um, you know, as long as you continue to focus on the summit, <laughs> right? I think, I think that's just, um, that's the perspective uh, that I've adopted. And in doing that, um, it allows me to be more gracious with myself than I had been, I think, historically. Okay, you have given us such a beautiful visual because there's not a person listening that hasn't been on a road or even hiking where you realize, yeah, you don't just go completely straight up. You have to kind of curve back and forth. 
And that's a part of that journey and that process. And we just accept that, yeah, this makes more sense. But if we can take that same perspective with our lives and say, yes, I may not, like you said, I may not be gaining the ground as quickly. Maybe I'm not going straight up the mountain, but I, as long as I keep my eye that this is where I'm going, then if I keep moving, eventually right. I will. Yeah. I will. You know, there. and sometimes the other thing is um, by being forced to take, you know, to do the switchbacks or to maybe do an alternate route than what you would maybe naturally want to to um, choose. You see things you don't otherwise see, mm-hmm. you know, and you can see a whole different beauty or a whole different ruggedness. Or you may encounter different wildlife. I mean, it's just filled with all sorts of wonderful and ex, you know unexpected encounters because now you're doing this you know this other approach, uh, and so that's something I've learned too. <laughs> oh my gosh, so true and so beautiful because if you will keep your eyes open to looking, yeah. there will be things. There true. absolutely will be things, and I mean it is like a. I mean, it, it, it's a great visual because you can imagine the person just like closing their eyes and going, no, 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 I'm just going to stay right here versus the one that says, okay, I'm going to keep moving. I don't know what's going to happen out here, but as I keep my eyes open, I'm going to see more. You, you just will. Love that so, so much. All right. So let's turn to... um I'm always curious to know what kind of books people are reading or conferences or people like... Who, what are those kinds of things that you have used that you've hung on to that have helped you move forward with your growth? Wow, that's another hour. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, for anybody that's taken like the uh, Cliff Strength Finder, one of my strengths is um, is the, is the learner strength. Um, I always say I don't have the sexy, exciting ones. They're kind of the boring ones, but. <laughs> But the reality is because that is my orientation and I do love that, then I can share it with others, which which has been a good thing. So, um, you know, obviously beyond scripture, a number of years ago, actually, when I was going through that really difficult time, I read a book. His, his, he's actually a Francis, Franciscan monk. Um, and I'm not Catholic, but I just happened to, to um, come across this book. Don't even remember how, but his name's Richard Rohr. And he wrote a book called Falling upward i love the title of that book you know because mm-hmm. you know we always think of failure as setbacks but you know the title of the book is falling upward so many great things out of that that have really um served me well but one concept that i really love is he talks about your ability to um the phrase is to transform and include so what does he mean by that is oftentimes we will look at our past experiences in life and we'll beat ourselves up what was i thinking why did i did that do that i wish i you know and instead you know then we also then step into judgment of others right yep. well, why are they doing it that yep. way i would do it this way and so he encourages us to think about where you are in your own journey i mean it is a progression right we're you know we're constantly well if we intend to, we're constantly moving forward. It doesn't just happen naturally. You have right. to have to have the, the purpose behind it. But to look at where you've been and embrace that 
affirm it. That's that's what's brought you to where you are today. Include that, but don't stop. Mm. Transform, continue to move forward, transform and include. So a lot of his work, I love C.S. Lewis. One of my favorite books is Till We Have Faces. It's a fictional book, but it's all about, um, I mean, it's just an amazing work on how to really love people. Um, I'm part of, and you know, on the work setting, um, I'm part of the Inter International Coaching Federation. And um, so lots of great resources through coaching. Um, in my regular work, um, I'm part of, um, it's a network for change and continuous um, innovation. It's, it's a group for higher education that work in the um, kind of the, the change, the developmental space that I work in. Um, yeah, so those are just, you know, a couple, a couple different things. And I could ask you questions about each one of those. And yeah, we would be here another hour. Right. But I, <laughs> I do, I do want to just comment on what you said about this idea of embracing where you've been and including that as part of your journey and your story, but then not just stopping there. Like, let that be the thing that moves you toward the transformation yeah. to where you want to be that I mean yeah. I think that's just such that's a beautiful word um probably for everybody because I doubt there's anybody out there listening who hasn't had some time in their life where they looked back and thought oh I wish I'd done it differently I wish that hadn't happened and so to be able to then say wait a minute what if I can embrace that part and let that be part of what helps to make me better as i'm moving forward it's easy to say so <laughs> it is easy do. it is a work everything i'm sharing has just been such a you know it's been a work in pro progress but um yeah yeah, yeah he runs a group he runs an organization called the center for contemplation and action i just again i love that title right because i think that's that somewhat gets the essence of personal growth too you've got to devote yourself to uh, and make time for thinking, for self-reflection, for evaluation, for taking in the information and the resources, right? But at the end of the day, if all you're doing is absorbing and being aware, you're still not moving forward. You have to have both, you know? And a lot of times people just will default to the action. I'm just busy, 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 busy. Exactly. No purpose, you know, so it really does take both, I think, to be effective. You are so right. And I love those two words, contemplation and action. So the guy was smart when he created that group, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and and you know, the other thing, and we, we touched on this a minute ago, but I just want to circle back that you said that this is all a very intentional process that you have been on. And I think that's a word that um, is something that people need to pay attention to because Thinking about or saying, I'm going to grow as a person doesn't happen because you just say, I think I want to grow as a person. Like, like you do have to then take actions and you do have to, you know, combine both of those things, the thought and the action. So love it, love it, love it. Okay, so what is next for you with regard to your personal growth in your life right now? Yeah, all sorts of things, I think, um, you know, um, you know, you know, I work at Purdue, and so our new president has this model. He's talking about excellence at scale, and I really kind of really, um, really do love this concept. You know, so I, you know, I've been thinking about that. And, you know, like, you know, what's my opportunity for growth? You know, at at work. You know, the organization I just mentioned. I, 
stepped up and said I would chair um, a committee on putting together um, a new design on how we're kind of organi organizing ourselves um, and um, a new construct for our educational offering. It's a big stretch for me. People on this on this committee have roles with big titles, <laughs> you know. And but it's it's been such a great um, experience. It's a it's a steep learning curve for me. I would not have raised my hand to do it probably if it hadn't been for the Women Growing on Purpose group. I saw it as an opportunity to really stretch myself. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. And there already have been moments where I said, why did I do that? Right. But I am, I am really glad that I'm moving forward. I think, you know, just kind of like on a, on a personal level, as you know, I've shared um, with the group before, you know, always taking like the things that I do love, like hiking, and exploring, you know, what's kind of the next growth edge with it or the next opportunity. Um, so uh, this group, I'm in a hiking group. I am the oldest lady in the group. <laughs> so there's a couple two years or so younger than me, but most of them are well younger than me. So I'm doing my best not just to keep up, but they've got some pretty ambitious goals. Um, we're going to um, hike the Minotaur Incline in June. So I'm training for that. Um, but I really think my, um, interestingly enough, um, I think the, the area that I really want to be focusing on growth is in my marriage. And it's not because my marriage is, is not working. It's actually, it's quite the opposite. It's because I want it to be flourishing. You know, we just got back from a, um, a vacation, which we have not taken a trip like we just took in six years. And we need to <laughs> make sure that we we don't do that again. Right. But so so sometimes you think about growth as like the next big push. But I also think it's important to think about growth in the areas where you're you're maybe happy and comfortable. But, you know, you want to ensure the longevity of the quality of that. And I want to ensure the longevity and the quality of my relationship with with my husband so that's that's probably the the area i'm going to focus on so i think it's really great that you mentioned kind of the two different aspects of that that there are those things that are the big push like saying yes to this sharing this committee that is definitely a way to grow but also that that you want to have like the depth and the longevity of something that's good that that you don't just say well, this is good enough. This is really good. But no, how can I enhance and improve in that? Exactly. And it may not be a big step. It may be lots of little things that you're continuing to do to ensure the health and the growth of, in, in this case, your marriage. So right. it's, just, it's, it's yeah. great that there's different ways to think about growth. And I, um, I'm glad that you mentioned both of those. And I do want to just take you quickly back to, you said that you don't know if you would have raised your hand to do this thing with this committee if it hadn't been for the women growing on purpose community say a little bit about that what was it about being in this community that we're a part of that made you say i'm gonna go for that you know i think it's because one i've seen other people do things right so you're yeah. always inspired by the growth that's modeled um and displayed by others but I think, again, it's just having, you know, a much more solid understanding of these principles. I knew when I was raising my hand that I was stepping up for, you know, um, 
being unaware and you know, you know the whole curve the whole whole learning curve but um having seen other people do that and then i think also um when you're part of the community like that you know my word of the year is to elevate and i i chose that word because it, it means to raise up others right and um you have to be an active participant and growth to continue to raise up others. And um, so I think those were the things that contributed to it, you know, a sense of seeing it modeled out, understanding the principles and and wanting to, to embody those myself, you know, not just for myself, but, you know, so much of this, much, everything that I've shared, I mean, I'm not gonna say that I haven't done things for my, you know, based on my own personal desire, because I have, but really at the root of it, you know, is this is my love for God and really thinking about how does that manifest itself and all these different facets of my life, all these different relationships. Um, the love for my children had few, you know, fueled me to do things I don't think I ever probably would have maybe had the strength to do otherwise. You know, when I came out of my divorce, my self worth, my all these things were at at the lowest that had ever been in my entire life. Um, so there was a lot that needed to be healed and a lot that needed to be repaired. But it was love that that bound that together and that helped to bring the healing. Wow. So, so beautiful. Cindy, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all this. I, I feel inspired. You said you, you know, one of the reasons you stepped out to do that is because you've been inspired by other people. Well, you're one of the people that inspires me. And I'm so glad that I was able to have this conversation with you today. Um, if people want to connect with you and find out a little bit more about you, where would be a good place for them to do that? Yeah, I would love for them. Cindy Mosscrip, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, send me an email. It's just Cindy Mosscrip at Gmail. So would love to hear from anyone and um, hear more about their stories. Thank you. So let's wrap this up uh, with giving you the last word, because a lot of times um, in these conversations, I've gotten to ask what I want to ask, but maybe I didn't <laughs> give you, I didn't get, I didn't ask the question that let you say what you wanted to share. So I'll let you have the last word. What would you like to end us with? Yeah. You know, um, at my wedding um, to Stan, which was uh, six years ago, my daughter served as my maid of honor. And I don't know if you remember her speech or not, but she delivered such a, a beautiful speech. I, I was just so moved by some of the things that she she shared. And one of the things that she she shared is that, that she you know really saw me as a strong woman. And I can honestly, I can remember thinking in that moment, you know, some of the things that she said was like, wow. Wow, really? Wow. <laughs> you know, I I did not set out to be strong. I didn't set out to be determined. I did not set out to be fierce. Not that there's anything wrong with setting out to be those things. Mm -hmm. But while I was in the thick of raising my family as a single mom, growing my career, um, really just building a whole new future, instead, I focus daily on much smaller attributes, much smaller habits. I prayed daily for strength. I prayed for energy. I prayed for stamina. Uh -huh. I prayed for kindness. I prayed for forgiveness. I prayed 
to be sharp, to have, you know, for wisdom and for courage. So these are, you know, I prayed to be more like Christ and I leaned on him and every day, you know, as I said in the beginning, he was my provider, he was my protector, you know, and every day it was just that daily manna that he gave. And over the years, you know, it's doing this, this, um, you know, preparing to speak with you, it's just been like, wow. You know, you look back and, and now you have the wow moment where you realize, I um, mean, you know, I've always known he's been my provider, but when you see the harvest that's come from it, it's way more than I ever imagined. And it wasn't because I set my mind. I mean, yes, the summit was, was to live a life in accordance with Christ, but the daily activities, the daily intent was on, on meeting the needs of my family, and really focusing on these, like I said, these just these key attributes, you know. Um, so I think it's just a matter of having the, the mindset and then using the daily habits, st stacking those. I mean, they just have so much power to really over over a long period of time, you know, bring the desired results that, that so many people, you know, seek in their life. I, one last story and then I'll wrap up. Um, she, my daughter was also a cross-country runner. And they were at the regionals. It was at a course in Southern Indiana, um, just outside of Bedford. Anybody that knows Southern Indiana, it is hilly. And I always positioned myself, not at the finish line, but, you know, maybe, I don't know, a, a tenth of a mile or so out from the finish line when she really had to dig deep and push, right? So I positioned myself there. And on that course, the end of the course was uphill. Oh, almost every course at levels out. So you can sprint, right? Not this course. It was a grueling course up and down through the whole course. And the end of it was all uphill. And in that moment, I just had like a major aha. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is such a picture of life. We all think we're going to get to retirement. We're going to cruise and it's just going to be smooth sailing to recross the finish line. What if that's not true? What if it's a marathon and it's all uphill. Mm -hmm. Then how do you live your life? Mm -hmm. And um, so that's why these these small steps stacked, strung together, you know, I just really found to be, um, you know, the thing that, that really then, then leads you to where you want to go. And, you know, that idea that the the small steps that you were taking, praying for to be kind and praying to be more forgiving, all of those beautiful prayers that you were praying, I'm sure you received that, but those are things that it ultimately developed you into being fierce, strong, and determined. Like that, it, it brought you to that place. And the idea that, you know, we're somehow going to this flip this switch and everything is going to be <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> like it, it isn't like that. It really is. No. John, John Maxwell says everything worthwhile is uphill. And if, if we can take that and believe that there's goodness in going up that hill or doing the switchbacks or however it is that we're getting, you know, so that we get to the summit, that there's beauty along the way as we're going on the course. Um, I think those are the things that will then keep us putting one foot in front of the one other foot, right yeah yeah and you know with with your uh 
either your cheerleaders on the sideline or those that you're running the course with, right? Doing it in community. Absolutely. Uh, I've heard it said you can go far if you want to go or fast if you want to go alone, but you will go farther if you'll go with others. Exactly. Thank you, my friend, for being on this journey with me, with our Women Growing on Purpose community, and with all the people that you are loving and serving so wonderfully well. It, It truly has been an honor to have this conversation with you today. Thank you, Amy. It has been um, beyond joyful to be your friend for over a decade. And I'm looking forward to several more decades. I'm right with you. (laughs) All right, great. (laughs) One of the things I love about having conversations like this with someone that I know well is I always learn more. I mean, I knew that Cindy was an avid hiker, but until today, I hadn't heard her compare the switchbacks in hiking with the growth process. That visual picture of continuing to move but not necessarily making lots of elevation gains is so true when we're growing in some new area of life. So here are a couple of questions for you. Where in your life are you in the switchbacks? And what can you see that's different and maybe even good about them? Sometimes I think simply acknowledging our reality helps us to extend grace to ourselves in the process. And just another reminder that uh, growth is a process with very definite steps. And we don't get to skip over the ones that we don't like. We have to grow through them. I love it that Cindy said being in community has helped her to stay in the process as she watches others on their growth journeys, because that inspires her to stay committed to her own journey. So if you're a woman listening to this and you're thinking, oh, wow, I need something like that. I need to know that I'm not alone in what I'm experiencing. I want to hear what other women are doing to keep themselves moving and growing. It would be so great to have a place where stretching and growing isn't looked at as a nice to have, but it's a must have so that I can be intentional about living my best life. If that sounds like you, I have the place for you. It's our women Growing on Purpose community. You can read more about it on my website at amybarge.com forward slash W-G-O-P dash membership. A really great first step for you could just be to go read what's there and see what the other women are saying about our community. That might be just the nudge that you need to join us. Hey, it's a month-to-month commitment, so it's very low risk and super high reward because you're going to be talking with other amazing, kind, real, caring women who are on their own growth journey and who will absolutely encourage you on yours. So after Cindy and I ended the recorded part of our conversation, we talked a little bit more about the why of personal growth and how in addition to having this desire to elevate those around us, we both agreed that Growing and becoming the absolute best version of ourselves that we can possibly be, that is one way that we can be good stewards of everything God has guided us through and gifted us with. That's a perspective that I need to remind myself of pretty much every day. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I hope you feel elevated as you listen to Cindy's story and that, I don't know, maybe you're motivated to contemplate what you heard and take an action because of it. In fact, here's a question for you. 
What's one small action you can take because of something that you heard here today? That's where growth starts, thinking about it and then doing something about it. You do that enough and you're going to begin to enjoy your own transformation and you never know who else you may help in the process. I would love it if you could take a minute and rate this episode, uh, like the podcast, or even write us a review. Until next week, I am transformingly yours, growing on purpose. Here's your great big woohoo for completing another episode of the Growing with Amy podcast. I want to encourage you, let something you heard nudge something you'll do. And until next time, remember, to be going somewhere, you've got to be growing somewhere. Bye for now.